Hey everyone, welcome to the Unfiltered Truth Podcast, where our hope is to encourage you to wholeheartedly embrace your unfiltered truth and to discover the value and purpose of your story and the stories of those around you by hearing others share theirs. I'm Sky, And I'm Isabel. And we and a couple of our friends have started this little ministry we like to call Unfiltered Truth where we ask people to share the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between that's brought them to where they are today. So here are some of those stories. Enjoy. Hey friends, we are so excited for today's episode. Today is a little different because introducing our special guest is actually another special guest. So I'm here, Isabel, with my lifelong best friend, Mackenzie Middlebrooks. Thanks for joining me today, Kins. Thank you. Thank you. So honored to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So Kins, who is sharing their story with us today? So today I have the honor of introducing one of my mentors, my friends, but most importantly, my grandma. So Mimi has impacted my life in so many ways, from teaching me hopscotch in her backyard when I was little to having weekly Bible studies with me and my friends as I grew up. Her intentionality and kindness has blessed me in more ways than I can count. She's a prayer warrior and one of my greatest encouragers, and anyone who knows her loves her. Absolutely so true. Mimi, we love you so much and we're so honored um, to have you share your story with us today. So if you would, could you please tell us your story, Mimi? I would love to and thank you so much. I am so humbled and so honored to uh, be part of Unfiltered Truth and thank you for including me and inviting me. And um, I, I just pray and ask the Lord that that he would speak through me as I speak to you all today. Thank you. Um, You're so welcome. (laughs) um, I I will tell you my story. um, If it's okay, I'd like to go back to when I was just a little girl. Um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, lived with my mom and dad and my younger sister. We had a wonderful, happy childhood. But when I was nine years old, um, my dad very suddenly died of a massive heart attack. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the light of my life was gone. And thinking back, as I I think back on my story and I think about my childhood, I realized that my dad was really everything to me. He, he, I think he represented God to me at that time Mm -hmm. in my life. And um, so I idolized him and it seemed like nothing could fill the void that my dad left. So after he died, I was really pretty lonely and insecure. My mom had to go back to work because we um, actually didn't have my dad's income anymore. So um, I became sort of the mom at the house while my mom was gone. And I would wear a little key around my neck. And after school, I would bring my sister home and watch her and get dinner started until my mom got home from work. But other than really missing my dad, my life was pretty normal. And um, when I got to high school, the second year in high school, I I met this young guy named Dan. And um, he sort of liked me and I sort of liked him. And he was a football player and I was a cheerleader. And um, so we began to date. And we dated all through high school and um, then all through college. He was two years older than I was. And um, so when he finished college and 
um, I was working, we got married. And then my husband, Dan, began medical school. So um, at that at that time, I, I really didn't realize it. But I think that my husband began to fill the void in my heart that I had had there since my dad had died. And I was blissfully happy and no longer lonely. And life was just wonderful for us. And medical school was tough. And um, I worked while uh, Dan went to school. And then um, he ha actually had a couple of jobs as well, uh, in addition to going to school. So we had enough money. But um, then our first daughter came along and I, I had to finish work. And um, we, we made ends meet by having Dan do those side jobs. And when he finished medical school, we moved to Long Island, New York, so Dan could go to um, do his internship in Manhattan. And in order to live in New York, it was too expensive to live in Manhattan. So Dan found a job for me out in Long Island, and he got us an apartment there. And by that time, um, we had two little girls, um, Debbie and Daryl, and we moved into this apartment in Long Island, and in exchange for the apartment, I worked as a housekeeper and a babysitter for that family's four children. And it was fun, it was hard, but we were happy and we were young and, and everything was um, went along just fine. And then um, after that time in Long Island, it was a year that we lived at, while he did his internship. And then we moved to, uh, to New Jersey and got a little house because Dan began his residency in Manhattan. And during that time, we had our third daughter. And actually, during that time, I, I had two um, miscarriages in between the time mm. of my third child. Um, but finally, Dan, Dan finished all his training, and we moved to England for about a year while Dan did some extra training, and he worked as a professional basketball player in Holland. So we lived in England, and every weekend, he would go to Holland and play basketball and come back. And the three little girls went to school. Um, in England. And, and it was a fun year, but it was a hard year because um, I was alone a lot. And I didn't know anyone and we didn't have a lot of money, but um, there was something in my heart. I was lacking peace and I was looking everywhere for it and, and didn't know where to find that peace that I was searching for. So um, I thought that once we moved back to the United States and Dan began to practice medicine and we got a little house and maybe we had a little dog and we had a little family that everything would be great. And I would no longer be searching for that, for that, just something that was inside me that I wasn't happy. So um, when we moved back to, to um, we actually moved back to the United States, lived in Florida, moved to Fort Lauderdale, actually. And Dan began his practice and we got a little house. We actually got a dog and <laughs> We even ha had a fourth child, and that was our son. His name was Danny, and um, I still didn't feel um, at peace in my heart. And I thought, well, maybe if I get a college degree, because I had never gone to college. I was working and then had children, while, and Dan was always going to school. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe if I go back to school and get a degree, that will make me happy. So I went enrolled in, in Broward Community College and then FAU and I got my degree in English and still I didn't feel that peace that I thought I would have and because I was unhappy our marriage was suffering and I think back and I think maybe I was making life miserable for my husband and for my children because um, 
you know, sometimes they say if mom's not happy, the family's not happy. And, and <laughs> I really wasn't happy at that time. So I, I did want to add that all during this time, I thought I was a Christian. I had gone to church from the time that I was a baby. Um, we always went to Sunday school. Uh, my parents took took me to church. And then when I got married, we continued to go to church. I served the Lord in women's ministry. I took my kids to church. They went to Sunday school. So um, I, I really did think I was a Christian. But one day, um, my two oldest daughters, who actually one of them was Mackenzie's mom, Carol, mm -hmm. and her sister, uh, Debbie, went to a youth retreat at a church nearby our home. And when they came home, they told their dad and I that, that they had become Christians. And I couldn't understand that because I, I said, well, I don't, what do you mean? Because you're already a Christian. You've always been to church. You've always gone to Sunday school. And um, I, I thought they were too radical. I just couldn't believe how much they loved the Lord and were wanting to read the Bible and just so excited about Jesus. And so, but I did notice that there was a huge difference in their life. Their friends changed and they were really a lot happier. So one day, um, a friend invited me to a Bible study and I had gone to many Bible studies um, over the years, but this one was different because for the first time in my life, I heard that that Jesus had gone to the cross for me, that he had died for my sins. My whole life, I had recited the Apostles' Creed, and I knew that Jesus died for the sins of the world, but I didn't realize that he went to the cross for me, that he died for my sins. And um, I, at that day, I realized that I knew all about God and I knew all about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus personally. It wasn't a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I had never really invited Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. So that day I went home from that Bible study and got down to my knees and invited Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I realized that all those years when there was a void in my heart, that I was looking for peace and I was looking for happiness. And um, I wanted my husband to be my God. I wanted my husband to be my friend. I wanted my husband to, to uh, be the one that would make me happy. And I realized that he could never do that, that it was only Jesus that could, build, could fill that void in, in, in my heart. And um, that, that Jesus was the friend that I needed. And he was the one that would love me with an everlasting life, love. And yes, you know, my husband was the love of my life, but he could never be Jesus for me. And I wanted to make him be Jesus for me. So my poor husband had tried so hard to, to make me happy. And, and, and I was looking to him for what no person could ever do, because there's only one person that can give you uh, peace and happiness in your heart, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, I received Jesus as Lord that day at Bible study, and life has never been the same. Mm -hmm. And once I came to know Jesus, I um, really, really um, had just this insatiable desire to know his word, to know him. I really wanted to know him. So I would drop my kids off at school. I would go to a, a parking lot behind the school, and I would just sit there and read the Bible. And then um, I told friends who I knew were also Christians, and I asked them, how could I know Jesus better? And 
they would give me tapes um, that were sermons that I had never heard Jesus preach, you know, preached like I heard in those sermon tapes. And then I read books by Elizabeth Elliot and and uh, Francis and Edith Schaefer and J.I. Packer and people that taught me more about God and his word. And my marriage began to be what a Christ-centered marriage should be. And I understood what my daughters had experienced at that youth retreat long ago. And then a woman from that very Bible study where I came to know the Lord invited me to um, be the prayer chairman for the Billy Graham crusade that was coming to Fort Lauderdale. And so I said, you know, I really prayed about that. And I said, okay, I would do that. Knowing that, you know, it wouldn't be me. It would have to be the Lord who would enable me to do that. But that got me connected with other Christians in our community. And I really wanted to share my faith with others. And so we joined a church where I learned how to share the gospel. And then um, someone gave me a book uh, that was an autobiography of a woman named A. Witherell Johnson. And um, I had no idea that that book uh, talked about Bible Study Fellowship. And Miss Johnson had uh, was the one that began Bible Study Fellowship. And when I read that book, I thought, that's the kind of Bible study I would like to be in because then I could really get to know God in his word. And so somebody told me if you begin a prayer group, that Bible Study Fellowship will begin once that prayer group has followed through and, and that Bible Study Fellowship has said, um, you know, that you can begin. So we began that prayer group and we prayed for a year and others joined uh, with me in prayer. And um, finally, Bible Study Fellowship invited us to begin and they asked me if I would teach the Bible study. And um, I had no intention of teaching the Bible study. I just wanted to learn God's word. But um, through that Bible study, God really answered my prayer because the best way to know God and his word is to study his word and, and, mm. and to teach it was unbelievable. And I was totally not equipped or enabled, but God tells us that he doesn't equip the call. He, 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 he equips those that are called. He doesn't call the equipped. And so um, he equipped me to do that in, in some way that I'll never know, but it was a true blessing. And I taught Bible study for 18 years. And then um, uh, after those 18 years, I retired from Bible study fellowship and I began to teach women's Bible study in my church and with women around my my uh, kitchen table. And um, that's really my life's goal is to know God, to know his word, and I want women to know him and love his word like I do and like he's taught me. And I really want my grandkids to know God's word. So I've had the blessing and the privilege of, of being able to share a little bit of God's word with my grandchildren, too. So my encouragement to women would be to seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you from Matthew six thirty three. Read his word, ask him to speak to you, and he will speak to you through his word, not audibly, but he will speak to you through his word. And then my life's verse is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that's the verse that God gave to me when I went to Bible study fellowship to be trained, and I knew that I could not do it, but... God gave me that verse from his word and he promised he would be with me and he promised me not to fear that he would hold me with his righteous right hand and he has from that day forth and I, I am just so grateful. So 
thank you for allowing me to share my story. Wow. Wow. Mimi, thank you so much for sharing. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Um, something that stands out to me so much and I just like want to add a side note which like this is such a full circle for anyone who's listening just like a fun side story is um when my mom first came to know the Lord she joined Bible study fellowship and Mimi was the teacher and Mackenzie and I were in our little two-year-old toddler group um and it's just such a full circle because um just throughout the years Mimi has like she said like invited us in her home and just um always poured into us and it's just um such a full circle like that you have already like what you said what your heart's desire is is to teach women the word of God and to love the word of God I've seen you do that to generations already to my mom and and, and to me and um so that's super cool and I think that leads into my question is um Mimi you just have such a love for the word of God and I think for anyone listening um they might have the question like where do I start like how do I start studying the word and how do I gain a love for the word of God like it like is so evidently seen and heard in you Mimi oh boy um I guess I would just say um, the Gospel of John would be a good place to start and pray and ask, just tell the Lord, you know, that's when I told the Lord, I just said, I really want to know you, Lord, and I want to know your word. And, and when God hears your heart and he knows that's the true desire of your heart, he will answer your prayer. So as you begin to open his word and he begins and you begin to read it, he will begin to speak to your heart and and he will uh, put people in your life who will um, just, you know, help you like women helped me and like mm. pastors have helped me by uh, teaching God's word. But I think just to open the God's word and just to, you know, ask him to help you and then just say, what does this say? What, what is God's word saying today? Even if you just read five verses, what did he say to me? And what does this mean? What what do these verses mean? And then how can I apply these verses to my life? And and I think, um, you know, just doing that is is it'll just get you started. And God will be faithful, and He will answer your prayer, and He will give you the desires of your heart to hear Him speak through His Word and to teach you. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Amen. And just to kind of. Um, just to kind of touch on this, I mean, I have obviously Mimi's my grandma, so I've had the privilege to kind of see or learn from her throughout the years. And I can just say from firsthand experience, I mean, Mimi, there is no one that I have seen who loves the word of God and who just loves to learn and to study the word more than you do. And I really think that your love for God and just the way that you serve others has made such an impact. I mean, I know on my life and on my mom's life and just the Bible studies that you do with us. I mean, I've just learned so much from you. Um, and so many others have too, but I just, I don't know. My favorite thing that you said, um, was that you said, God doesn't, um, call the equipped. He equips the called, or is that what it is? Or did I do it the wrong way? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, but I just, the way that you've stepped out in your faith is just so 
um, admirable. So just thank you for that. And just the blessing that you are to me. No, thank you. To God be the glory. Truly anything that I've ever done is just, I mean, I, I, I just am humbled by you both sharing and, um, I just, anything, I just give God the glory because it's all him. It's not me at all, truly. And I know you both know that because he's using both of you as well. And, um, and you know, to have this, this little um, opportunity, Izzy, to share God's word with women and stories with women. What a, what a beautiful thing. That, that is just wonderful. And um, so I know that God is going to bless you both because, you both follow after him and love him and want to know him. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Mimi. And yeah, um, yeah, we just want to just like reaffirm everything that Mimi said and just encourage you all who are listening that um, I think when I listen to a woman like Mimi speak, I think, how can I become like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're anything like me and if you're thinking that, I would just heed Mimi's words and um, dive into the word of God mm-hmm. um, and he will never disappoint you. Um, so yeah, so thank you for sharing, Mimi. Thank you. Do you want me to close in prayer or do you close in prayer, Izzy? You, I would love if you could close ahead. You could go ahead and close in prayer. Okay. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for the blessing of Izzy and Mackenzie. I thank you, Father, that these young girls love you and want to know your word and want to spread your word with other women and with other young girls. I pray that you would bless them, Father. Use this ministry to touch lives that might never be touched if it wasn't for Izzy reaching out and beginning this ministry. So we thank you, Father. I thank you for Izzy and Mackenzie, and I pray that you would bless them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes. And to everyone who's listening, we want to remind you that your story matters. Yes, absolutely. Okay, everyone. Bye. Bye.